Welcome to Inside the BACB, the official podcast of the Behavior Analyst Certification Board. In this episode, Lori Unum, CEO of the Council of Autism Service Providers, joins the BACB's Dr. Jim Carr for a discussion about the ASD practice guidelines. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Jim Carr, the Chief Executive Officer of the BACB. Uh, I'm joined today by Lori Unum, who's the Chief Executive Officer of the Council of Autism Service Providers. Uh, many of you probably know Lori from her work as the Vice President of State Government Affairs for Autism Speaks. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, Jim. So we're here today to share an exciting announcement that concerns both of our organizations. Uh, but first, Lori, could you tell our listeners a little bit about CASP? Sure. CASP, as you said, stands for the Council of Autism Service Providers. And CASP is an international nonprofit association of autism service providers. Our members are not individuals, but the organizations themselves. CASP had its beginnings about a decade ago when a dozen or so executives from autism provider agencies started getting together to discuss common issues, maybe how to recruit great employees or how to retain those employees, how to deal with funding changes, things like that, issues that were common to many autism providers at the time. And those informal conversations grew into an annual conference, which at the time, initially it was just called the Council of Autism Services. That conference grew and grew as the field of ABA in autism grew. And finally, In 2015, the leaders of the conference made a decision to incorporate and become an official trade association for autism providers. So at that time, the P was added, the Council of Autism Service Providers. And both nonprofit and for-profit organizations are eligible to be members in CASP as long as they're committed to evidence-based practices in serving individuals with autism. So I suspect many of our listeners are familiar with our ASD practice guidelines. Uh, The document is actually titled Applied Behavior Analysis Treatment of Autism Spectrum Disorder, Practice Guidelines for Healthcare Funders and Managers. Currently in its second edition, uh, the announcement is that effective today, uh, the ASD practice guidelines will now be published by CASP. Uh, Before we talk a little bit more about the change, I thought I'd uh, just give a a brief history of the guidelines at the BACB. So I came to the organization in late 2011, and not long after that, one of the members of our board of directors, Dr. Jane Howard, she subsequently became president. Uh, She brought this rather urgent idea to the board of directors, uh, and the idea was uh, that the BACB might consider developing practice guidelines. Now, practice guidelines are a real common aspect of the infrastructure of many professions, but they're almost always developed by membership organizations rather than certification boards. Uh, But the urgency that accompanied Jane's request to our board was that given some of the recent uh, new funding streams for uh, ABA treatment of autism uh, and the fact that the work that we do in this area structurally looks very different than, than many other services, Uh, funders were having to figure out uh, how to cover uh, ABA treatment uh, in this area. Uh, And we learned that there was at least one consortium of funders in the U.S. that were gearing up to develop their own practice guidelines. And we learned that there wasn't a single behavior analyst in that consortium. 
And that worried us because we thought if this organization develops practice guidelines and they become adopted and become, you know, the uh, the foundation for uh, funding for these services across the U.S., uh, that they would influence practice and services for years to come. And without a behavior analyst being involved, uh, that obviously uh, was quite concerning. Um, and so given the urgency of this other organization gearing up to develop practice guidelines, um, ideally, it, it would have been better for a membership organization uh, to develop these guidelines. But uh, the task kind of fell to the BACB. And so our board of directors made the decision that although this really wasn't traditionally something that a certification board would do, uh, it was needed and we had the will and the resources to do it. Uh, so uh, Dr. Howard actually developed a team of subject matter experts. And by the end of 2012, we published the first edition of our practice guidelines. Uh, and it turned out they were very well received and very needed. Over the next year or so, we received feedback on the first version of the guidelines. So Dr. Howard then uh, convened another group of subject matter experts. And in 2014, we produced the second edition of the guidelines. And that's the, the current edition. And so over the past six years, this document has been widely used and has been uh, quite influential. Um, and I think it's interesting to think about uh, Dr. Howard's vision, uh, because if we had not developed the guidelines and another behavior analytic organization had not at the same time, what would uh, funding for ABA treatment uh, and autism look like today? And so I actually think that um, that her vision was, was really prescient, uh, and I'm glad that we were able to participate, uh, even if, again, it was something that traditionally is outside the scope of what a certification board would, would usually do. So back to today's announcement, um, it's really time for the guidelines to be reviewed again for possible revision into a third edition. Uh, and our board of directors felt that it was really time for the practice guidelines to find a permanent home um, at an organization that would oversee the update. Uh, and CASP really was an obvious choice uh, as the new home for the guidelines. Jim, CASP is excited and honored to be the new home for the guidelines. And we think it makes a lot of sense for several reasons. One, CASP's primary membership eligibility criterion is a commitment to evidence-based practice. And the practice guidelines are all about establishing best practices for autism providers. So, so it's a natural fit for that reason. And then secondly, Dr. Jane Howard, who, as you mentioned, was on the BACB Board of Directors at the inception of the practice guidelines, is now on the CASP Board of Directors. Dr. Howard will oversee a team that produces the next iteration of the practice guidelines. We think that continuity makes a lot of sense for this document and for the field in general. And the mission of CASP from the get-go has been to serve our members by cultivating, sharing, and advocating for provider best practices in autism services. So that fits right in the core mission of our organization. It also complements another large-scale initiative that CASP has been working on for a few years, and that is the production of organizational guidelines. So the practice guidelines uh, guide individuals in their practice of ABA for people with autism spectrum disorder, 
We are also working on organizational guidelines. Since our members are organizations, it makes sense for CASP to develop guidelines that help our members, help these organizations deliver quality services and operate a sustainable business at the same time. You know, what policies and procedures do you need to have in place? We're developing a manual with 20 or so chapters that help organizations understand what needs to be in place with regard to fiscal responsibility, succession planning, risk management, other things that they may not have taught you in grad school or in your behavior analysis course sequence. The first two chapters of these organizational guidelines have been soft released, and we anticipate completion of the organizational guidelines later this year. So we're excited about this resource too. It contains a checklist at the end of each chapter so organizations can measure themselves against the best practices in ABA organizations. One of the goals of CASP is not only to articulate best practices, but to help fellow autism provider organizations achieve them. We believe in sharing resources and know-how so that we may all deliver high-quality services to the individuals we care for. So we're excited for this package of guidelines to help organizations, both the organizational guidelines and the practice guidelines, and we're really excited to work on those together. Well, that sounds really great. Uh, so, Lori, what are the upcoming plans for the practice guidelines? Well, as you said, effective today, CASP is the new publisher for the practice guidelines. And within the next year, we plan to have a third edition published. We have assembled a committee of subject matter experts who are reviewing the second edition because certainly a lot has changed in the practice of ABA since mm -hmm. 2014 when the last edition was published. So we are working already on that project, and we welcome input and feedback from practitioners who have been using the practice guidelines. Well, that's great. I can't wait to see the new edition. So folks, for the time being, the guidelines are now hosted on the CASP website, although we will still have a link to that page from our resources page at BACB.com. Lori, where can our listeners find CASP online? You can go to www.casproviders.org, and that's one P. It's casproviders.org. Well, that's great. So, Lori, thank you for joining me today for this announcement. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for listening to Inside the BACB. Don't miss future episodes. Subscribe now.